Welcome to the Airmen Helping Airmen podcast. I'm your host, Khalid Wright, CEO, Air Force Aid Society. Join me as we chat with extraordinary guests, share stories, and learn how amazing people are making a difference in the lives of so many Air Force and Space Force families. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for another episode of our Airmen Helping Airmen podcast. I'm Latoya Crow, your host today. I'm filling in for our CEO, Khalid Wright, and I am the Chief Communications and Marketing Officer here at the Air Force Aid Society. I am so excited that I have guests with me today from our fellow Air Force Assistance Fund Charities. I've been working with each of them over the past four years, and it's been a pleasure. And I'd also like to introduce you to the Air Force Fundraising Chief, Bill D'Avanzo. So I'm just going to do a roundtable introduction and, and let you guys talk specifically about who you are, what you do, your respective organizations, and how you support the Air Force Assistance Fund Campaign Drive. How does that sound? That's great. Sounds good. Great. Okay, so let's start with William D'Avanzo. So Bill, he is the Human Resources Program Manager at the U.S. Air Force. So Bill, tell us about yourself and what you do for the campaign drive each year. Sure thing, I'll tell you. I'm the uh, Air Force Department of the Air Force Fundraising Chief, so I cover both the Air Force and the Space Force. I uh, handle policy execution of fundraising on air and Space Force bases, and that includes administering both the combined federal campaign in the fall of every year and our very own Air Force Assistance Fund campaign in the spring. And that supports our four charities that are on the line right now. We're currently running the 49th annual AFAF campaign, and uh, this makes my 14th on the at the wheel here. Uh, before coming to work as a civilian airman, I spent 24 and a half years on active duty as a military personnelist and uh, retired as a chief out at Lackland Air Force Base, just a little more than five miles down the road from Blue Skies of Texas, one of our four charities. Wow, that's amazing, Bill. So you literally have been heading up this campaign for over a decade. That's truly amazing. Well, we thank you so much for your support and for your service each and every year. So let's talk about the next charity. So as you all know, there are four charities each year that benefit from the Air Force Assistance Fund campaign drive. And we'll just have each of the charities introduce themselves and their missions and what they do for their respective organizations. So we'll start with you, Vatima Ivey. Vatima Ivey, she is the Director of Development for the Air Force Enlisted Village. Thank you, Latoya. Thank you all for having us on today. Like Latoya said, I am Vatima Ivey and I'm the um, Director of Development at the Air Force Enlisted Village. And our mission at the Air Force Enlisted Village is to provide a home for surviving spouses of retired military personnel. We have been in existence for over 50 years. We feel that it is important to continue to take care of that military family once they're retired. And so that's what we do down at Shalimar, Florida with our mission at the Air Force Enlisted Village. And we are very grateful to our donors through the Air Force Assistance Fund for what they do for our widows each and every year. Because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to provide the service that we provide to our widows. And V, you also have served in the Air Force. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I was actually in the Air Force for 25 years. I started out as services and ended up as a Force Support Squadron Superintendent at Eglin Air Force Base, which is just outside the gates of the Air Force Enlisted Village. I actually used to volunteer when I was on active duty at Eglin. And so it's close to my heart, and I'm so glad that I'm able to continue serving. 
That is amazing. And thank you so much for, you for your service. We certainly appreciate it. And for you continuing to serve you. in your role with the Air Force Enlisted Village. Okay, so next I'll turn it over to Jennifer Bird Matthews. Jennifer is with the, she's the Director of Development with the Air Force Villages Charitable Foundation, commonly known as Blue Skies. So Jennifer, tell us about yourself and your organization. Yes, hi. As Latoya said, I am Jennifer Bird Matthews. I'm the Director of Development here at Blue Skies of Texas, which was formerly known as Air Force Village. Our foundation name hasn't changed because our mission hasn't changed. We're still the Air Force Villages Charitable Foundation. And we also serve widows here on our campuses. So we are a home after the full continuum of care here at Blue Skies. That means we have independent living, assisted living, and memory care, as well as skilled nursing and hospice. And so we help people all through the continuum um, here on our campuses. As I said, our main focus is, of course, uh, taking care of those widows and widowers of our Air Force retirees. And while we house a lot of times both people on our campuses, you know, that still continues to be the main mission. And one of the main ways that we're able to support those widows is because of this campaign. And it really does bring in and offset the cost of those Air Force widows and widowers and needs. When you do donate, I mean, it, it really does make a difference here on our campuses for those people. Because um, healthcare, as you might know, it's not cheap and it's not getting any cheaper these days. So every little bit counts. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for what your organization does as well. So last but not least, Alicia Laura. Alicia Laura is the executive assistant with the General and Mrs. Curtis E. LeMay Foundation. So Alicia, tell us a little bit about your organization and what you do. Hi, yes. Thank you, LaToya, for having me. Appreciated. I am, like LaToya said, the executive assistant here at the LeMay Foundation. I've been with them for about coming up 80 years now. And while I was working here, I was pursuing a degree in sociology with a major of older adults, which allowed me to experience more with the widows here at the LeMay Foundation. And that piqued an interest in me. And so I continued staying here and I learned a lot about the mission of the LeMay Foundation and their vision when they began was to provide assistance to Air Force and now Space Force, widows and widowers of retirees. One of the main missions was to provide them or promote financial stability for the spouses so that they can remain in their home. So it sounds like you all do a lot to support widows and widowers of our Air Force and now Space Force service members. So what you all do is slightly different from uh, Blue Skies and also Air Force Enlisted Village, where you all don't provide housing per se, but you provide financial assistance so that the widows and widowers can remain in their homes. Is that correct, Alicia? Yes, that's correct. Yes. That's amazing. And what do you like most about your mission in terms of what you're doing? It sounds like, you know, you're doing a lot. You've done a lot over the past eight years with the May Foundation, and it's just very impactful work overall. Personally, I like that I'm working with the widows directly. I speak to them over the phone, so I'm hearing their stories and their struggles, and it's very impactful to hear what they've gone through and the need that's out there for these spouses. Yeah, that's amazing work, Alicia. So as you all know, we are the Air Force Aid Society. I represent that organization. We are one of the four charities as well. And like the other charities, we support the Air and Space Force community. We've been around since 1942, and you can see behind me, we're celebrating 80 years of service to 
the military community. So we are so excited that we have lasted and we've been around since uh, 1942. And we're continuing to expand our services and our assistance to meet the growing needs of our military community. So I think we should just talk about, you know, the Air Force Assistance Fund campaign drive. I know it happens every single year and folks are probably like, who benefits from this campaign drive? When does it happen? Is it part of CFC? Is it not part of CFC? So let's kind of jump in there and really talk about the campaign because we already, we know what charities benefit from it. You all heard about the different respective missions of each of the organizations um, and who they support. So let's talk about the actual campaign drive itself. So I'll turn that over to you, Bill. Can you tell us a little bit about the Air Force Assistance Fund? What is the Air Force Assistance Fund? When does it happen? It is an annual campaign. You're right. We do this every spring. Uh, usually starts towards the end of February, beginning of March, and runs through about the middle of May for some bases that uh, that extend their campaign out. And so it is just for your four charities. It's not part of the CFC. CFC is a an old uh, tradition that we we continue in the federal government. We have 8,000 charities and more that deal with the CFC or, or that are part of the CFC. But the Air Force Assistance Fund campaign is a for us, by us campaign. So it involves only the four official charities of the Air Force. And we have a motto that's for airmen and guardians, by airmen and guardians. And that's Specifically, what we do, we have a we have a campaign every year. It occurs at about eighty three locations around the world, and Air Force bases and installations. We have about thirty six hundred to thirty nine hundred volunteers every year who work together on those bases to raise funds and to tell your story, to tell the story of the four charities of the Air Force. That's amazing. That many volunteers. Like, how do you keep it all together, Bill? <laughs> it's not easy, but it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. So let's talk about how long the Air Force Assistance Fund, AFAF, campaign. How long has it been around? Some people may know that it's been around. It started in 1974. Is that true? And how much yeah. money have, have you all raised? Have we raised each year with this campaign? Well, the average is around $5 million a year. We've been around, you're right, it is. Uh, it has been around since 1974, so we are in our 49th year. Next year will be the 50th anniversary. And over the years, we've raised over $241 million for our four charities. Wow. The peak year was 2012. We had a, we had a pretty good nine-year run between 2005 and 2013. Since then, uh, the uh, fundraising has been tougher and tougher to do with the uh, the advent of the internet and people finding other places to spend their money. But there are a core group of people in the Air Force who understand exactly the kind of impact that your four charities have on Airmen and Guardians. And the word gets out. And that's why we're continuing to run this campaign. And we have 4,000 people happy to join us to do that every year. That's amazing. And it sounds like a huge undertaking to do each year. And so we just want to say thank you to all of the volunteers at the base level, the installation project officers, the unit project officers, the key workers. Am I forgetting anyone, Bill? Anyone in your team, yourself and your team who have played an instrumental role at the Air Force to really make this campaign impactful each year to benefit each of our organizations and ultimately our service members. So thank you. So I know, you know, we all know COVID. We're still kind of in the pandemic, kind of sort of in the pandemic, <laughs> you ask, right? <laughs> so. 
2021, 2020s campaign, you know, that was, we launched that campaign literally in the midst of the pandemic, 2021, the pandemic was still going on. So how did the campaigns do in those two years? Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, 2020 was a really tough year. There was a lot of doubt concerning the future for many people. Uh, A lot of people were scared. A lot of people lost their jobs, including the spouses of military members. And so that brought about some complications and difficulties, including financial ones that that also spurred a, uh, a lower revenue in the campaign in 2020. So that was the lowest year for the campaign. It was just above $2 million. But in 2021, as things eased and people understood that we were coming out of the pandemic and that uh, the world would survive, we actually had the best turnaround in from one year to the next in the history of the campaign. We had a uh, a jump up by about $900,000 to $2.9 million, which is a 38% increase. Wow, that's amazing. That's truly amazing. Now, what do you think attributed to that? So we, we already know, we got to know, you know, we launched online giving and some different things. So talk a little bit about, you know, what you think drove those increases um, year over year. Yes, it, it was a, a fortunate event that we did start our campaigning for e-giving in 2020. We had a, a good turnout with folks uh, going online on that year. In 2021, we amazingly had 71% of our donations come from our e-giving platform. Wow. Last year, we did start off what's called peer-to-peer, a peer-to-peer platform, and it's basically crowdsourcing. So it's, it was, as one installation project officer called it, an, a game changer. It's been glommed onto pretty well by the folks that volunteer every year. And this year, everybody's having fun. We're doing um, inter-squadron competitions. And there are some folks that are actually working with intra-squadron <laughs> competitions. Wow. So we have one flight competing against another flight within squadron. A lot of people having a lot of fun with this. You can register going to the, uh, the event page. And uh, whoever you are, even if you're not registered with the base as a campaign worker, as a unit project officer, or as a key worker, you can go to the event page and register and raise funds for the four charities. Now, how would someone find those pages? Because it sounds like for those who may not be familiar with crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, you go online, go to Facebook, would they have to go visit their respective basis page on Facebook? Or should they just go directly to the Air Force Assistance Fund website and find their respective base there on that page? What would you recommend? Well, if you're currently working on an Air Force base, if you're in the Air Force, or if you're a civilian airman, you're going to get an email. And that email will have a specific keyworker URL. So whoever's sending you that email, the email that that they they send will have their URL. So when somebody clicks on that particular address, web address, they're going to go to that key worker's webpage to raise funds. So that will then roll up into their squadrons, which rolls up into the base. And so there's a thermometer on each one of these pages. And as somebody gives, each one of these thermometers goes up, you know, towards the 100% mark. So it's uh, very visible. It's all connected. And you can go online to our Facebook page or a Twitter account, and you'll see that there's a link there that you can click on 
And you can, if you're not at a base, you're not uh, in the Air Force right now. If you were in the Air Force and you want to give towards the last base you're at, your favorite base, you can actually do that. That's amazing. So I never served in the Air Force. My sister, she served in the Air Force. She currently works at Charleston Air Force Base. So I, as a civilian, can go and donate directly to that campaign by going to the Air Force Assistance Fund website. That's right. That's amazing. And then you talked about the competition, like how competitive are the bases, Bill? Do they really get that competitive where it's like inter-squadron level competitions? <laughs> how does that work? It's kind of a <laughs> military thing. We are pretty competitive people uh, to begin with. And so there are a lot of competitions on bases, and this is just offering another opportunity for, for folks to compete, and they love it. Some of the bases are, are holding fundraisers together with their entire base, but many of them are doing squadron fundraisers just so they can compete. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, we love the competition. Whatever it takes to really keep that excitement going, we definitely support that. So let's talk a little bit about each of the charities and why the support is so critical for each of you and your missions. So I guess we'll start with you, Jennifer. Can you talk a little bit about what you all do with the proceeds that you receive from the Air Force Assistance Fund campaign drive? Yes, absolutely. So the when the funds come in here, we keep them for those widows. And what we do is we analyze each, each person that applies their situation. We want to look at their full um, medical health. We want to do our own medical exams, make sure that we kind of know where they stand, what, what kind of care they need, what prescriptions, what have maybe they've been lacking in. Um, before going on assistance. And then we also do a full financial vetting of them as well. We want to make sure that we catch them before their cash assets reach zero dollars. We never want anyone to be um, totally out of money because we want it to be a partnership with these people. And so it changes sometimes, but around about now it's around just under $26,000 in cash assets. We are all about preserving dignity. You know, every widow and widower that's on the program, is, it's totally anonymous. We don't make them sell their fine jewelry. We don't make them sell their car or anything like that. But we look at their cash assets. And if they're under that threshold based on the market, based on what the board and our CEO um, have established, then they go on assistance. And um, what that assistance looks like is it's not actually a full scholarship, but we take that health assessment, we take their financial assessment, and we say, all right, based on your VA benefits, based on your social security, what's coming through the door, it looks like you're able to support X number of dollars per month toward your own care. But really, you need this amount in order to live that full life and receive the, the medical help that you need. And so what we do is we bridge that gap. We bring them from here all the way up. And then we, um, of course, every single year, we reassess where they're at, especially with that healthcare piece. That's so very important to us. And most of the people that we care for, I'd say about 70%, are either in that skilled nursing, that's the industry term for essentially a nursing home setting, or they're in our memory care facility. And so they're really people that are at the most critical stage of care in their lives. And so we want to make sure that we're treating them with dignity and doing what's needed for them. And so that's really what those dollars goes towards. You might see maybe a pair of new pair of eyeglasses or... Um, you know, the food that, that they're needing that month or the prescription copay or just basic care. So that's usually what we see with most of our widows that we care for and how that those dollars are spent. Wow, that's really exceptional, the level of support that you all provide. 
So V, tell me a little bit about Air Force Enlisted Village. So yeah, thank you, Latoya, for that question. So at the Air Force Enlisted Village, the money that comes in from the Air Force Assistance Fund is used directly to support our widows. About 15% of our population are widows. And so a few of them will come in and they don't have that financial support somewhat like um, Jennifer mentioned. They have a certain income level. And so they come to us in need. And so the Air Force Assistance Fund is so important for our widows that make less than $20,000 a year, because without that money, they wouldn't be able to have a place to stay. There's no other organization in the world um, like us on the enlisted side. And so what we have done with those funds is we've established what we call our Air Force Enlisted Village Benevolence Fund. And so that's our pot of money that, that those donations go to. And anytime we need to support a widow, we, that money goes into that pot. So we're a little bit different than Blue Skies. We're not a buy-in community like them. We're strictly independent living and assisted living. We have the Hawthorne House, which is our assisted living memory care support. So there's certain service fees that are required for folks to live with us. And so if they're making below that threshold, they're allowed to keep so much money in their pocket to pay for their medications, for a lot of other things. But we help offset the cost of their service fee, which includes rent, medication, transportation, things that are basic needs for our residents. And how big is your facility? So the campus is about 125 acres. We have over 800 residents that live with us um, between six independent living communities and the Hawthorne House, which houses about 75 residents. And so, and we're growing. We feel like, you know, there's always a need for seniors for a community such as ours. And so our goal is to just make sure that we continue to take, take care of those that have lived with us some over the 50 years that we've been in existence and then those that come our way in the future. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, B, for giving us that insight into your organization. Thank you. So, Alicia, let's talk about the Curtis and Mrs. LeMay Foundation. And how do you all use the funds from the AFAP campaign? Hi, LaToya. Thank you. Yes, the funds that we receive from the Air Force Assistance Fund are used for our widows or widowers of Air and Mouth Space Force retirees specifically, and we use them for monthly stipends, which are given for as long as it is needed. And we had widows stay with us for a very long time now. We have widows over 10 years. So it's really great that we're able to provide that assistance for as long as it's needed. We also utilize it with one-time grants with medical needs or minor home repairs, any necessity that they're needing on a daily basis for one-time grants. That's great. It sounds like the LeMay Foundation really is really helping to bridge that gap for a lot of widows and widowers. Okay, and you all, you're familiar with the Air Force Day Society, like the other charities. We too support airmen as well as our guardians and their families through our four core programs. We actually have emergency assistance, education support, on-base community programs, and disaster relief assistance. So like the other organizations, we have been able to really utilize the funds that come from the Air Force Assistance Fund Drive each year to provide those needed resources when our service members are faced with financial emergencies 
or they are trying to figure out how do they send that son or daughter to college, or, you know, they've been faced or impacted by a natural disaster or an environmental impact, like the tornadoes and hurricanes that occurred last year, this year. In addition to, there was recently an oil spill that occurred off the coast of Hawaii. We were able to really provide assistance to those service members who had to be displaced because of that impact. And so we're growing as an organization. We've been expanding our services. We are now providing support for EFMP families to help with their special needs and increase financial requirements due to having dependents who have special needs and requirements. We've also expanded to include pet transportation, dorm relocation assistance, in addition to just whatever the services are that, that our families need, we, we are able to pivot to really provide that support, including expanding to offer support to reserve and um, guard members regardless of status last year. So we all benefit tremendously from the support. 100% of all the funds that we receive from the AFF campaign, like the other charities, it goes directly back out the door to support our service members. So with that being said, if I were a donor, what would you all say to me to encourage me to want to donate? I didn't serve in the, in the military. I have an affiliation. But why would I want to donate? When I can donate to so many different other causes, I can donate to CFC. I can donate to, there are so many other organizations that I could literally support. Why should I support the Air Force Assistance Fund campaign drive? Well, the very thing that gives us the ability to have this campaign is the answer. So the Code of Federal Regulations allows for us to have this campaign because it is considered for us by us. And so if you are a military member or if you're affiliated with the military at all, you know somebody that's in the military, somebody in your family is in the military, you know the importance of these four charities. You know it. It's uh, something that's been, uh, been in our history. It's tradition. For us, by us is something that everybody knows. Taking care of our own is a mantra that we have. It's not just on the battlefield. It's taking care of our own in all manners. The Air Force Assistance Fund is a family community. And like Bill said, they take care of each other. And for that reason, I would say to donate also, you know, we're in times of challenging times that we never know when we would need an assistance. And thankfully, we have the Air Force Assistance Fund who is there lend a helping hand if we need it in the future. Also, I'm also a civilian, but I do have my son who's in the military. So I, I am aware in, of their sacrifices. And just for that, I believe that we should donate and just for their sacrifices in general. Well, this is one of the few times where you donate one place and you get to impact so many different areas and organizations that are helping people throughout the country. And so whether you donate today, you know, you could be helping your neighbor next door that's maybe going through a crisis, or you could be helping your neighbor maybe 20, 30, 40 years from now in retirement. I've actually had someone tell me once, and, and I kind of laughed, but it, it's true in a way. You know, some people that were donating said, you know, I really like the idea of donating because I'm, if I ever need assistance myself in the future, I'd like to know that I've invested in this personally. And so this is a personal investment, you know, for those of us that are um, helping with retirees, you're in active duty right now, you're investing in your own future and the future of your spouse, maybe, you know, should they need assistance one day if, if disaster were to strike. 
or again, you're investing in your for now if you need um, help from the AIDS Society in any way. So I'd say it's an investment in, in your future and the future of all of your neighbors that you know and love. You know, it's hard to pass up Alicia and Jennifer's comments. It's so true on both sides. But to piggyback off of Jennifer, it really is about an investment. The ladies and, you know, even our widowers at the Air Force Enlisted Village have sacrificed so much throughout their careers. And they're at the point in their lives where they just want to live a quality life. And so the Air Force Assistance Fund helps our residents, specifically our widows, do that. If it wasn't for our donors, we wouldn't be able to provide the mission that we do. So I would just tell donors to just think about if this was, you know, your mom or your grandmother or someone close to you and they didn't have a place to stay or a roof over their head or the um, necessities of life. It's an investment. And a lot of us in this work, we do what we do because we care. And those people that give to us, they care. And so I think it's an investment and they want to be part of a solution. So I just ask them to continue to be that investor and continue to help us do what we do as nonprofits. Now let's talk about the time frame for the campaign. Bill, you mentioned that the campaign runs from March 7th through May 13th. So it's currently underway. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So the, uh, that is the time frame in, in general, but not all bases will start at the same time. We had one base that started on the 28th of February. We had uh, oh, 27 bases that started on, or 26 bases that started on the 7th of March. And this Monday, yesterday, another 12 bases. So we've got 39 bases that are running right now out of the 83 who will be in the campaign. But uh, I can tell you that even though it's only 39 out of the 83, it's already going very well. And the reason why it's going very well is because they started off with a head start. And that's one of the things that we're kind of looking at this year is encouraging our, our donors to give on a recurring basis. Now, in 2020, we started e-giving. And in 2021, we continued. And during those two years, folks were generous enough to agree to give on a monthly basis. Uh, this year, before the campaign ever started, there's a projected number of pledges out there that amount to over $400,000. At this point in the campaign, we are already at a half a million dollars into this campaign. So 11% towards our goal. And that's because of the, the generous folks who have decided to give on a monthly basis. Yeah, that's truly amazing. I can't believe recurring donations have really made that much of an impact. So it's so important when you're thinking about donating, if you do make a one-time donation, we certainly appreciate that. But it sounds like a recurring donation has an even bigger impact for each of the organizations. So thank you so much, Bill, for letting us know that. And then just to reiterate, who can donate? We talked about, you know, the fact that retirees benefit from this campaign, active duty, service members, guard, reserve, widow, widowers, dependent spouses, children. So who can donate? And then how, how do they get access to the campaign? So let's talk about the ways that you can donate and where you find that information as well. Sure thing. And it's uh, good to look at yourself as an example here. You're a, a relative of somebody that's in the military. And can you donate? Yes, you can. You can, you can go online and give. And so anybody that wants to give, whether, whether it's an individual, a company, 
anybody wanting to give is able to go online and give through our e-giving platform. And we actually go to military members. So if you're talking about who can give in terms of who we can solicit, any of our military members that are in the Air Force now or who have retired, we're able to approach and tell the story of our four charities and then ask them directly if they would like to give this year. They have about five different ways that they can give too. And so as one of our goals is to make it as easy for our campaign workers to offer ways to give and to offer our donors ways to give as easy as possible. So this year, with the five different ways, you've got uh, the ability to, to go to our, our webpage. So you can click on www.afassistancefund.org, and that's all, all run together. And there's a Donate Now button there. You can go there. When you get to that page, it splits off and, and it goes on the left-hand side towards e-giving, or you can give there. On the right-hand side, you can use the contribution form. And so with the contribution form, retirees and active duty and guard and reserve members can give via payroll deduction and send that form in to me. There's an address on the uh, webpage itself. And anybody that wants to give through e-giving can do so on that page as well. On that page and in the donation form, you can select which base you'd like to give to if you want to, or if you want to just say, I don't really have an affiliation to any base, you can do that as well. But you can go down to the very unit level. So if you retired 15 years ago from Altus Air Force Base and uh, you want to give to the 97th FSS, you can find them on the, on the list and just give them there, or, or you can actually type in 97 FSS and it'll get there. It'll be applied to their goal. Wow. So if I heard you correct, Bill, so there are five options. You talked about option one, visiting afassistancefund.org. There's a website with the form there. You also talked about if you go to that same website, there's an option where you can click peer-to-peer, the peer-to-peer link, and you can find your specific base and you can donate there. You can also find this link on Facebook or Twitter for your respective bases account. Right. What about the other three options? Well, you can also use text to give. So if anybody wants to text using their phone or give using their phone, they can do that by texting AFAF to 50155. Another option you have, uh, donations can still be made through DFAS payroll deduction or cash and check. So contributions can be given to an authorized Air Force Assistance Fund campaign key worker on base by asking for the contribution form. And lastly, the contribution form can also be found on our afassistancefund.org website. So if you click the Donate Now button, retirees can fill out the form to authorize payroll deduction plan allotments or to designate which charities they'd like to give to when they mail in checks, money orders or cashier checks. The address to mail that, as I said before, you can see on your screen. We'll have that on the screen right here. And it's on the page as well, so you can find it easily. That's amazing. So it sounds like we really have made it very convenient for folks. So again, guys, you can go to afassistancefund.org. You can get all the information there. You can donate on the form on that site. You can click on your basis peer-to-peer campaign on the link there. You can also text your donation. You can text it to text AFAF. To 50155. As Bill mentioned, you can still make donations through DFAS's payroll deduction. And we are still accepting checks, 
and money orders, correct? Through the mail. So please do not have cash. If you look at the screen, we have the mailing detail, the actual address details there where you can mail your donations. So there are so many different convenient ways to donate to really contribute to this year's campaign to help the charities, each of us that receive 100% of the donations again. In most cases, you can designate where you want your funds to go if you want to support a specific charity, or you can actually support all four of us by clicking on where needed most. Is there anything else, Bill, that you want to cover um, that maybe we forgot to talk about with the campaign and the ways to give? I think we've covered everything. And just a reminder note, this is the only for Airmen and Guardians, by Airmen and Guardians, official campaign of the Department of the Air Force. It's the only one that's for us, by us. And if you're giving and you're in the Air Force now and you haven't received any assistance from any of the four charities yet, Just remember that today you might be donating, but tomorrow you could be calling. So pay it forward. That is so true, Bill. Very, very true indeed. So before we close out, I want to thank each of you for joining us today for our Airmen Helping Airmen podcast. And I also want to just say a special thanks to the Air Force Assistance Fund partner. Many people may not know the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. They've been supporting us since 2017. So I really want to thank them for their continued support through their exchange stores. They offer a very convenient way for military families and just anyone who's in the exchange who's able to get on base and shop to actually donate at point of sale to each of our organizations. You can also donate online when you shop at the exchange's website online. So I just want to thank them. Um, Last year, thanks to AFIS, they raised over $780,000 to support the AFAF campaign. And since 2017, they've actually raised over $1.9 million, and that has gone directly to support the Air Force Assistance Fund, which in turn supports each of our organizations and ultimately our service members and their families. So I just want to say a big congratulations and thank you to them for their continued effort, for their success, and for their support and partnership of us, of each of us. And then I'm just going to turn it over to each of you. Any last remarks you guys want to add before we end today's podcast? I'll go first. Thanks, LaToya, for setting this up for all of us to get the word out about what our charities do. I would just like to remind the listeners that regardless of if you support Air Force Enlisted Village, LeMay, um, Blue Skies, or Air Force Aid Society, each of these four charities are worth it. Like Bill said, this is the only one that is for us, by us, for airmen and guardians. So regardless or if it's a dollar or if it's a $10 donation, it goes a long way to help our Air Force family and our Space Force family. So I just want to say thank you. Anyone else? I just want to give a a shout out to our retirees who give on an annual basis. And it's usually about $100,000 coming from our retired community. So I want to thank them. I also want to say thank you for the donations. It really does make a difference in the lives of our spouses and everyone else in the Air Force. And for the sacrifice that they do. And also say that it's just, it's a privilege for the, these four charities to get together and, and serve our whole Air Force community in this way. I feel like between the four of us, we really cover the gamut. So by supporting this campaign, you're not missing, no one's being left out that needs assistance within this whole family. So thank you. All right, guys. Well, you heard it from myself, from Bill, from each of the representatives from our sister Air Force Assistance Fund charities. FF is definitely an organization and entity and campaign that you want to make sure that you're supporting if you haven't already. 
Thank you again for joining us for another episode of our Airmen Helping Airmen podcast. And please tune in to this episode wherever you get your podcasts. We've enjoyed chatting with you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Airmen Helping Airmen, brought to you by the Air Force Aid Society. To find out more about how we make a difference, visit AFAS.org. And then be sure to search for Airmen Helping in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of everyone at the Air Force Aid Society, thanks for listening and join us on social media.